Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful, deep Chassidic discourse of the Rebbe on the holiday of Purim. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Balailahu. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse in the year Tavshin Chavhei, 57 years ago. And the Rebbe went on to certify and edit this Chassidic discourse in honor of Purim in the year Tavshin Nun, 32 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse in the in the in the Megillah where it says, "Balailahu on that night, the sleeping of the king was awakened." So Rebbe asks a simple question. He says, "Why does it say Balailahu on that night?" Seemingly, when it says Balailah and that the, the night that he that he that he couldn't sleep, it's referring to what was going on then. So why does it say Balailahu? The word Hahu seemingly, seemingly is extra. So Rebbe says we're going to explain it based on what the previous Rebbe brings in a Hasidic discourse with the same title of Balailahu. And he brings what is brought down in the customs of the Maharil. The Maharil says that when you say Balailahu in the Megillah, you usually hear the Chazan saying Balailahu. When, when you say Balailahu, you have to uh, start saying it much louder. When you read that with those two words, why? Because that's the main miracle. Balayla, who is the main miracle? And the previous server brings Mariel, and, and he explains it based on what it says in the Medrash, in the Yalkut, that when it says, that the king, so to speak, was awake, couldn't sleep, is referring to not only Achashverosh on a physical level, it's referring to Hashem himself. In other words, what does that mean? That the Jewish people were in a situation of Belaylahu, we are sleeping. And when we're sleeping, unfortunately, Hashem is sleeping. And um, as how, how do we know this? Because it says clearly, I am sleeping. And the Zoya says, Hashem is sleeping. When Hashem is sleeping, Begalusa. When we're in exile, when we forget about Hashem, we don't learn, we don't pray, we don't do, do mitzvot, then, so to speak, Hashem is sleeping. And as when we sleep in Golas, when we fall asleep behind the wheel, and we're in exile, and we forget about Hashem, that causes Hashem, so to speak, to fall asleep. And that's why it says, Balailahu, on that night, the king was awake. And that's why it's the main miracle. Why? Because what is Lila referring to? It's referring to exile, it's referring to Golas. And it's a time that, so to speak, when we're sleeping, Hashem is sleeping. And that's why, Lailahu, that night, which is in Golos, the king, Hashem, was awakened. And that's why it's the main miracle. Because even though we're sleeping, so to speak, Hashem is sleeping, but nevertheless, Hashem was awake. And that's why, that's the main miracle. The miracle is that even though we're sleeping, and if Hashem is sleeping, nevertheless, Hashem is awake, and He's there to help us and bail us out from Golos. So based on this, Rebbe explains another important point in the term of Balailahu on that night. Why? Because Hahu doesn't say what night it is, Hahu, that. Which one is that one? So in Hebrew, it's called the Lushan of Nister. It's not, it's not spelling out which night, which night it is. It's more like it's vague. In other words, what does is, what is Nister represent? How, what, is, what does vagueness represent? That represents more concealment. So Balailahu, Balaila is concealment, it's Golas. And Ahu is concealment. And other besides the fact that we have, unfortunately we're in Golos, we're in exile, uh, which is generally Laila, night is referring to exile, but even more so in the days of Achashverosh, besides the concealment of exile, we even had a double concealment. And that's why it says, Balaila, who a double concealment? What, and, and the Rebbe brings, like it's brought down in the Talmud, the Talmud says, how do we know Esther and Atermini? And where do we find Esther in the Torah, in the five books of Moses? So the Talmud says, because it says in the Torah of Anoichi, Hastir, Aster, Asponai, that I will conceal myself, conceal myself. And that's a connection to Esther. And we know the Balshemtav explains and he says as follows. What does it mean, Hastir, Aster? I'm going to conceal and conceal myself, a double expression of concealment. concealment. What, what, one cover and second cover. What's, what's the double concealment? So the Balshemtav explains, not a second cover quantitatively, that the concealment itself is concealed. And it's not only a double concealment, the concealment itself is concealed. And so that, so basically, the survey explains, that's what it says, Balailahu. In other words, a double concealment, not a, not a quantitatively, it was a qualitatively double concealment. That the fact that we're Balaila, the fact that we're in Golas and God is not revealed, that itself is concealed to us. 
We're not, we're not distracted. We're not bothered the fact that we're in Golas. And as we don't feel the fact that we're in Golas. And we don't feel that it's dark and it's night. And as what does that mean? We, 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 we look at darkness and we say it's light. That itself is Golas. That's a double Golas. If we're in Golas, we know we're in Golas. It's terrible. We want Mashiach to come. But when we think this is Gula, we think this is like redemption. That's, that's real Golas. And the verse says, um, hu, in this double Golas, so the king, so to speak, was awakened, was awake, to bring out the, the, the great power, miracle, the power of the, of the miracle here. That even though that we're sleeping, and we're so sleeping that we don't even realize that we're in Golas, and as ever brings us the major difference between um, sleeping and slumbering. What does that mean? It knows when a person's sleeping, so fine, so you have a dream, and you know the dream is falsehood. So you had a dream, and you know the dream is, 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 is it's made up stuff. But what happens when you get deep into Gullus, when you slumber away in Gullus, then what happens, you actually think that falsehood is true. When you're in Gullus, we're living in a false world. Okay, so we know it's false. We accept it. But when you start believing the falsehood, that's a double Gullus. And when we start believing the falsehood, that's when Hashem, so to speak, also falls asleep on us. But nevertheless, even though we're in Gullus, and unfortunately, we believe the Gullus is, so to speak, true. Then what happened, the miracle happened was, none of the Shnas HaMelech that Hashem, so to speak, is, 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 is not sleeping. And even in a regular sleep, that was just in regular Gullus, Hashem is awake and there for us. And that's what, that's the huge miracle of Alay Lahud, none of the Shnas HaMelech. <clears throat> now, where, the, the, the Pritikrava continues to explain, where is it? That, where do we, what happened all of a sudden? If we're sleeping and we're in Golos, why do all of a sudden Hashem wake up? So he explains the reason why Hashem was awake. That's the miracle of Purim. That came about because we were Messias Nefesh. We, a whole year, we learned Torah, we prayed, we did mitzvahs, even though it was hard. And then by, by doing that a whole year, that caused Hashem, so to speak, to wake up. Service so says one second. The fact is, we all know, when we do the will of Hashem, we do the will of Hashem, so the natural course of, course of events is, Hashem doesn't sleep, Hashem doesn't slumber, Hashem doesn't get distracted. But what are we saying? That the Jewish people for a whole year were mysterious nefesh, they were living a life of Torah and mitzvahs and prayer, and they were going a self-sacrifice. So what's the big miracle? And the, the, a huge miracle that what? That Hashem was awake. Why wouldn't he be awake if we're going to serious nefesh a whole year? That's question number one. So second question number asks is, generally speaking, there's a pshat. What's a simple pshat? That Belaylahu on that night, um, the, 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 the king, so to speak, couldn't sleep. He was awake. Who is he referring to? The simple story in the Megillah. It's referring to Akash In other words, there's something happened Belaylahu and therefore, not the Shnasamalach, like you know, in the story, he was sleeping, he couldn't, he couldn't sleep because something was bothering him, and therefore he was awake. That's a simple story with Achashverosh. Now we all know that anything that happens down in this world comes because that's the way, and it's on a spiritual level. So therefore, when we're saying that not the Shnasamalach, that Hashem was awake, why was he awake? Because of something Balailahu. But if we just explain that Balailahu means it's a gullus, and it's an exile within an exile, exile. How does from a gullus an exile within an exile cause Hashem to be awake? In other words, what does Lailahu means? Lailahu means it's concealment and a tremendous concealment. So if it's concealment and a tremendous concealment, that's the opposite of being awake. So what's the connection by Lailahu? Because of the concealment, Hashem was awake. So Rebbe says we're going to understand this based on what's explained. The author explains in, 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 in Torah Ur, in the, uh, commentaries on, the Chassidic commentaries on the, on, on, on the holiday of Purim. And also the way it's explained at length in the Chassidic discourses of the Mithil Rebbe, the second Chabad Rebbe, and he explains as follows. That Yoim, the term Yoim, day, represents revelation. The term Laila, night, represents concealment. And in each one, in day, which represents revelation, and night, which represents concealment, you have both. You have revelation and concealment in both, which basically means in day, you have revelation and concealment, and in night, you have revelation and concealment as well. And then, and proves the point. I mean, based on, we know it says, many times in the Torah, it says, Yoim Hazeh. 
Yoyim means again revelation. Hazed, this one, means it's, it's, the, the day is revealed. And those wakazem means revelation. This is it. You're being very, very specific. This is what it is. So, but the day is revealed. But on the other hand, something says, Yoyim hahu. Yoyim is revelation. Hahu, that one. It's, which one is it? So, it, so we're, we're in a, we're in a state of concealment. So you can have Yoyim hazed, the day which revealed. You can have Yoyim, the day which is concealed. The same thing also when it comes to that night. Sometimes it says Laila Hazed, night, which is generally speaking concealed, but this one. So you have a re- revealed component of night, and then you have Laila Hu, night, concealment, that one, with double concealment. Okay. What does that mean? What does that mean that you can have day revelation? We, that makes sense. But day concealment, what does that mean? Night concealment, that makes sense. What does it mean night is, re- night is revealed? So whoever explains as follows, and he says like this. That the general difference between day and night is day is revelation, day is and, and night is concealment. Just like we see, for example, in the Torah, the Torah says God called um, the day. Uh, God called light day, and He called darkness night. So basically, day is associated with light, clarity. And night is associated with darkness. That's an inherent. Anytime you say the word day, it refers to light. Light refers to day. Darkness is night. Night, night, night is darkness. Okay. That's in generally speaking. <clears throat> but then there's another component. Then there's the component, the way something is revealed in this world. It comes down into this world. And the way something is not revealed in this world, it's concealed. In other words, like this. When... Something is revealed in this world. That's the yoyim, the second component of yoyim. The way it's revealed. So it's not inherent, it's just revealed in this world. When something is concealed, so it's not totally um, concealed, it's just not revealed in this world. <clears throat> in other words, like this. So when you have yoyim, it's revelation, lila's concealment, Yoim Hazeh means the revelation is drawn down in this world. Yoim Ahu means it's revealed, but it's, it's, it's somewhere it's not revealed into this world. The same thing with Laila as well. You have Laila, darkness, the way it's Hazeh, the way it's revealed into this world. And then you have Laila Hu, the way darkness is concealed from this world. Or the way it's still in its source. And Basin Asherba explains why when it came to the Jewish people going out of Egypt, what did it say? In middle of this day, all the Jewish people went out of Egypt. What does that mean? Because it was revealed and the blessings were revealed. So it was Yoim, it was, it was, it was revelation, but it was Hazeh. We went out of Egypt. It was revealed. Listen, the fact is God's always with us. But when God makes a miracle and takes us out, then those blessings are revealed. And the same thing also when it comes to learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. And Rebbe says specifically, the turn, learning Torah and the mitzvahs in the way it's in this world, not, not the way it's going to be when Mashiach comes. So the way we learn Torah in this mitzvahs, what does it say in the Torah? Hayoyim hazeh, hayoyim again revelation, hazeh, drawing it down into this world. God is commanding us to learn Torah and do mitzvahs. Which means it's not learning Torah in our in theory or in our heart. No, we learn Torah, we say the words, we do the mitzvah. It means we draw down the godly energy in a revealed way in this world. However, when when the Mashiach comes, what does it say? The ultimate redemption. It says by Yoim Ahu in that day. So by Yoim, it's going to be revealed. But what's going to be revealed? The Torah, the way it's concealed today, because the revelation when we went out of Egypt. It's the revelation of light, the way it's came down to this world. We were, we, 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 were, we were taken out of Egypt. We had a miracle in this world. Yoim Hazeh. However, when Mashiach comes, we're going to have the revelation of light, the way it's higher than being revealed in this world. And that's why it says Yoim Ahu. <clears throat> so that's in terms of Yoim. So you have the Yoim, the way the revelation is revealed in this world. And then you have the yoyin, the way it's, way, way it's not revealed in this world. And it's going to be revealed, so to speak, in the future. The same thing also says applies to Lila. So Lila generously is referring to what? Tonight? To darkness. Now, darkness, which is higher than light, and darkness actually is a source from light, because light comes from darkness. So darkness, before it's revealed, or the way it's in its source, 
What is that called? It's darkness. But before it's revealed, before it's in this in this world, dark, even darkness in this world, it's called Lailahu. Because it's dark, it's concealed, but it's Ahu, it's not even revealed in this world. But what happens when you have darkness in this world? Then you have Laila Hazah. You have darkness, but it's revealed. You can say it's dark now. The darkness is not here. How can you say this is the darkness? You can't see it. So the darkness that we don't see is Laila Hahu, and the darkness we could see is Laila Hazah. Now, but the fact is, when it comes to darkness, the dark Laila Hu is actually darker than Laila Hazah. For example, we say, now it's it's day, it's bright, and you have a blessing that's revealed. Night is dark, but we can point to it. So to us, dark darkness is concealment, because you can't see. But the fact is, the, the, could we say that it's dark? So the mere fact that you can say that it's dark, that's why it's called Halayla Hazek, because the darkness is drawn down to this world. So what darkness is actually darker? The Layla who, the, the darkness is actually drawn down to this world. Laila Zeh, it's dark, but it's drawn down in this world. Laila, who is not even drawn down into this world? Now, so since the darkness, which is higher than the light, which is the source of the light and the darkness in the world, so therefore the concealment, the physical darkness, that comes from the darkness on high, Laila Hu, is a much greater darkness than the darkness that comes down to this world. In other words, we say Laila Hazah. So we're pointing to the darkness. So even though it's dark, but it's revealed to us the darkness. We literally feel the darkness. You can literally point your finger, this is dark. It's a dark room, a dark place, etc. So it's a darkness, but it's revealed to you that you can point to it. But Laila, who is referring to what type of darkness? A darkness which is totally, you can't even point to it. It's so concealed, you don't even realize that it's dark. Okay. So what is the Rebbe explaining over here? He's saying like this. There's Yoim, which is revelation. There's Laila, which is darkness. But then each one has revelation and concealment. In Yoim, that's revealed to us, we call it Yoim Hazer. Then there's revelation, which is concealed from us. It's called Yoim Ahu. In darkness, the darkness that's revealed to us is called Yoim Hazer. And the darkness that's concealed from us is called Yoimahu. Now, we're going to go into this a little deeper, but there is now going to explain something, another another insight into Yoim and Laila. So we're going to veer off and we're going to come back to this point. But again, to, to be to, to clarify, the point we just finished off was that there's there's Yoim and Laila, which means revelation and concealment. And within each the revelation and concealment, you have revelation and concealment. So again, so in the in the revelation of Yoim, you have when it's revealed to us, that's Yoim Hazer, when it's concealed from us, it's Yoim Ahu. And then you have darkness, Laila, when it's revealed to us, it's called Laila Hazer. And the darkness which is beyond, obviously much higher darkness, it's called Laila Hu. But now the Rebbe says, he's going to give another explanation which is brought down, the difference between Laila Hazer and Laila Hu on another level. And he explains like this. What does it mean, Yoim? And again, this is a different different insight. And we'll get back to the main point that we're studying in this Kassadic Discourse. The, what does Yoim mean? Yoim means it's, it's, it's revealed. What does it mean it's revealed? Revealed on a spiritual level that we can see God and godliness. Or we can comprehend God, we can comprehend God and godliness. What, so that's Yoim. Yoim means I see God I, or I comprehend God. It's light. It's clear. God is revealed to me. What is Lila? God is not revealed to me. But nevertheless, it's called Lila. It means I can say it's not revealed. So when 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 it's when, when so what what does Lila mean? It means I don't I don't see it, I don't understand it, but I have faith. So again, here's a different insight into Yoim and Lila. Yoim is when you see God in godliness, you comprehend it. Lila is when you have faith in Hashem. What does Lila Hazem mean? Lila means again we have faith in Hashem. Hazem means that it's revealed. But that's when the faith that we have is very very strong. And it's really real and true to us. Just like when you see God in godliness, that's Yoim. The same thing also when your faith is very, very strong, that's Laila Hazel. And that's why the verse says, in reference to Pesach, Leil Shimurim, 
It's the night that Hashem watches us. And if you give a look, what does it say in the Torah? Who this is? Halayla Hazer. This night. What does it mean, this night? The fact is we were in Gullus. So it's called Laila. It's night. We're, we were still in Gullus. But nevertheless, even though we were in Gullus, it was Hazer, it was this night. Because we, the, we did have strong faith in Hashem. It wasn't where we were out of Egypt yet, because we went out of Egypt, we would have Yoim. Oh, we saw God. We comprehended it. We were still in Egypt. We were still holding on to faith. But faith, what type of faith? A faith that it was as though we were able to see it. Just like, almost like seeing it. Our faith was real. And it was, was clear. And we were certain. Just like when you see something. So again, just to recap, what's Rebbe what's explaining here? Yoim is revelation, which is referring to when we see and comprehend godliness. Lila is concealment of, of, of seeing and comprehending. But what do we have? We have faith. And Laila Hazem means that what? That we, that's very strong to us. Just like when we went out of Egypt, it said, Leil Shimurim Laila It means we were in exile, we were in Egypt, and we were holding on to faith, but the faith was real. Why? Because we had the clarity. Now, how do we get to that level that we can have faith? And faith that should be so strong. So the Rebbe says we got to that level through doing our work in Egypt. What work do we do? So technically we're working with, with, with bricks and mortar. And through doing our work, we're able to have the, 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 the faith in a clear way. So Rebbe says, then we work with Chaymer Levenim, a hard, hard labor, cause us to have faith in Hashem, Hashem is going to take us out. Today, we're also in Golas. So we're also Laila. It's also dark. We also have, it's also have faith. But if we want to have faith, Laila has that the faith should be real. That even in exile that we're living in today, that we should have the real faith. That comes through working hard. How do we work hard today? We don't have to be all, we don't have to all lay bricks by learning Torah. As we know, it says, Bechoymer Levain refers to the way of learning. Kal Bechoymer. We learn out one thing from the next. Or, or, or by having clarity in halacha, what, what Hashem wants for us in, from, in the code of the Jewish law. Or, for example, that's one way. By learning, whether it's learning Talmud or learning halacha. That's how we have, that's how we, that's how faith becomes real. Another way is by literally working hard, earning a living. As we know, it says clearly, by the sweat of your brow, you're going to earn your, you're in your living. And just like by night, <clears throat> which is referring to our faith, and we had clarity in faith. When we went out of Egypt, we got that clarity through working hard, with the bricks and the mortar, literally. So the same thing also, we can do it today by physically working hard. And we know it's we're supposed to work six days a week, or by learning Torah. And that's why it says in, in, in the Talmud that whoever accepts himself, himself the yoke of learning, not just reading a book, reading Chumash, but sitting and learning and struggling to understand the Mishnah, the Talmud, Chabala, Chsidas, or whatever, you, whatever you're learning in, in, in Torah, they take away from you the, the need to have to really work hard to earn a living. On the other hand, if somebody doesn't take on the effort of learning Torah, you're going to have to take on to work very, very hard. Because when a person works, whether it's in learning, you have a choice. In learning, it's your choice. Or in, in physical labor, you reach the level of which means you reach the level that your faith is very, very strong in Hashem. And based on what's explained in, in the Hasidic discourse, there's a reference to about Laila Hazer. So, so what does that mean? That Laila Hazer means that the faith, and the faith is real. So unfortunately, what does a Laila mean? That unfortunately, someone would be lacking in the clarity of faith. So Laila refers to faith. Laila means the clarity of faith. And Laila, who is, you have faith, but it's not strong. And Rebbe explains another insight into Laila and Laila who. <clears throat> that knows both Zen who is going on tonight. If the night is in a revealed way, and he's being says, you realize that it's night. You realize, unfortunately, that you're in Gullus. Or the night is, or who, that you don't even realize that you're in Gullus. It's another insight, Belayla, Zayla, who? Either you realize, Belayla, that you're in Gullus, but we realize we're in Gullus. That's at least will get us out. Or you don't even realize you're in Gullus. Okay, so that's, that's the side point where it brings the point of, 
of 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 referring to faith. And when the faith is clear and how we can have the faith, but now that we're going to go back to try to comprehend this deep idea of what we said that this day and this night, which means there's, there's revelation and concealment. And then within the revelation, you have revelation of revelation of concealment within the revelation or in the concealment, you have revelation and concealment. So Rebbe says, now the Rebbe is going to explain this base when it's brought down in uh, many, many places and said this based on what it says in the Zoya. The Zoya says as follows. Oyerin Saif, the infinite light of Hashem, is very, very high. And it's also very, very low. Let me say it in Hebrew. Oyerin Saif, Lamai Lamai Laden Ketz, the infinite light of Hashem is very, very high. And also Lamatimat, it goes down to the lowest level. What does it mean to the lowest level? It means a place where God's concealed. But nevertheless, even though God's concealed, God spread out and reveals the infinite light there. Hashem literally allows himself to be, to spread out and to be revealed all over, even in the lowest places. And also in the highest places. Now, but Deborah explains like this. Let's think about for a second. Hashem is infinite. <clears throat> so Hashem is revealed to the lowest places and to the highest places. The way Hashem is revealed on the highest levels, do you experience any revelation? On the contrary, the higher you go, you realize that that's all nothing. The higher you go to the infinite light, you realize it's all nothing because Hashem is infinite. So what happens is, means as you go higher and higher, what do you realize? It's all nothing compared to the infinite Hashem. Now, when the light comes down into this world, so you think, oh, it's something. There's some kind of revelation. But the fact is, so when you look down into this, this world when God is revealed, so it looks like, oh, there's something. We see, we understand, we comprehend, we know, etc. <clears throat> but the fact is, is this world really a something? No, it's a nothing. It looks like it's a something, but it's really a nothing. We... So the question is, where does it even come from that in this world, which is really a nothing, God is concealed, it should think there's a something? And the answer is because before Hashem created the symptom, the concealment, He made room that there should be a possibility for a relation down to this world. So there is room in the source that there could be a revelation in this world. Now, so, so let's, 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 let's clarify these, these, these few levels. It will help us understand what Derba's what saying is. <clears throat> God, the infinite light of Hashem, if you go higher, higher, it means closer to the infinite, to, to, to the essence of Hashem, it's nothing. Because you're realizing it's nothing. As you go away down to this physical world, you think it's something. But the truth is it's really a nothing. But where is there room that you should think that it's a something? Because Hashem allowed this to be a revelation. But the revelation is really a concealment. So again, this, the way on high, it's really a nothing. The way it's down here, it looks like it's a something. And the only reason why it looks like it's a something is because Hashem allowed it to be a something, but really it's a nothing. And But it comes from the place that Hashem allowed it that there should be a revelation. Now, <clears throat> so based on this, Rebbe explains very, very powerfully, he says as follows. What is the source? We, we brought up before four, four components. There's the idea of Yoim Hazer, Yoim Hahu, and Laila and Laila Hu. We're going to talk about right now th- three three of them. There's Yoim Hazer, the way Yoim means revelation. Hazer, the way it's revealed. Yoim is revelation. Ahu, the way it's concealed. And then you have Laila, where so to speak, is total concealment. And there's two levels there as well. Shabbos is like this. After the Tzimtzum, Hashem allowed there should be this physical world. 
And this physical world, which means God is revealed in this physical world. And Hashem allowed this physical world to experience a revelation. So what is this world called? It's called Yoim, God is revealed. And Hazeh, we see it as something. What's the source of that? The source of that is that the fact that Hashem allowed there should be a symptom and there should be a revelation in this world. On the other hand, when you look really at this world, what do you see this world? Is this world something? No, it's a nothing. But on the other hand, so what is that called? That's called Yoimahu. It's revealed, but we know it's nothing. What is the source of that? That's the Yoimahu. That's coming from the revelation of Hashem before the symptom that he wanted there should be a revelation. So in other words, Yoim Hazeh is coming from a lower place. Yoim Hazeh is coming from the revelation which happens after the time that we can think that God forbid, so to speak, there's, a, there's, there's some kind of revelation here. On the other hand, Yoim Ahu, that we say that there's a revelation, well, really it's coming from nothing. That's coming from a place before the Tzimtzum. On the other hand, what's the source of Laila, which is higher than, so to speak, any concealment? That is from Lamaila Maila, where you're really, in the truth of it's really, really a nothing. So again, recap. <clears throat> there's many levels. For this conversation, three levels. There's the way Oyer and Saif is Lamaila Maila, which basically over there you realize it's really a nothing because Hashem is really everything. Then Hashem made the Tzimtzum. And in the Tzimtzum, He allowed for it to be a, to be a revelation. But the truth is, we know, the really the Tzimtzum doesn't really, it's only like a distortion to think that's real. And then you have the physical world that looks like it's real, but the truth is it's really nothing, but it looks like it's real. So the fact that we can say, Yoim Hazeh, it's revealed, and we can say, oh, this is something. Where is that coming from? That's coming from the light after the Tzimtzum. A very, the lowest light. When we say it's revealed, but it's, it's concealed, that's coming from the light before the Tzimtzum, that allowed the revelation to happen. And the, the fact that Aaron Saif is all the way in the highest level, it's a really a nothing, that's a source from Lila. The source from concealment is actually coming from a higher place. Now, now there was going to go even a step further and step deeper. And he's like this. <clears throat> What created the ability that we can have this physical world? To say Yoim Hazeh, or even Yoim Ahu, there's a connection to this world. It called constant the Tzimtzum. Tzimtzum means the, 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 the contraction that it created like almost like a veil between the infinite and the finite that allowed the finite to exist. So let's talk about the idea of a Tzimtzum. What does a Tzimtzum mean? There's a contraction of light that allowed for revelation in this world. So in Kabbalah, it's called a tzimtzum. The purpose of it, what's the, why did Hashem create a tzimtzum? The reason why Hashem created a tzimtzum so there could be a revelation in this world. So again, the purpose of the tzimtzum is so there should be a revelation in this world. Because if God didn't make the tzimtzum, this world wouldn't be able to have any revelation. So the tzimtzum is, the purpose of the tzimtzum is for the revelation. Now, in the symptom for the revelation, there's two components. What does that mean? What is the what is the ultimate revelation? What's the what's the ultimate revelation? The symptoms revelation is that through the symptom we'll have the revelation we have now in this world, but ultimately the ultimate revelation of the infinite light <clears throat> that even in the physical world will be able to receive the infinite light, the Oyren Saif. So again, the first reason for the Tzimtzum is that ultimately when Mashiach comes, this physical world, the physical world, where we see it as physical, will be able to absorb infinite. It's hard to comprehend it. It's an impossibility, we, we think. But when Mashiach comes, the, the Tzimtzum has, will have accomplished that the physical world will be able to absorb the, the infinite light. That's one point. The second point is, not only will the physical world be able to absorb they're focusing on the physical world, but the revelation of the essence of the infinite light, which is even higher than the light of before the Tzimtzum, will be able to be revealed to this world. So again, like this. Point number one is, the goal of the Tzimtzum is for revelation. The revelation is two components. One is that we should have that the physical world should be able to receive the light, 
And the second that literally the infinite light, even higher than symptom of, be, of, of the light before the symptom should be able to reveal into this world. That's two reasons for the symptom. For A, the purpose, again, generally is for the revelation. Revelation, two components. One is the physical world should be able to receive the infinite light. And B, it should be able to receive the, literally the very powerful infinite light. That's point number one. Another reason for the symptom, because the symptom acknowledges the, the, the shlemus, the completion of the infinite light, that the infinite light is not limited only in revelation, but the infinite light has the power to create concealment. In other words, like this. Before the tzimtzum, every Hashem was all over. Was there a place he wasn't? No. The tzimtzum accomplished an empty space. Wow. Empty space? Hashem, <laughs> Hashem is not there? Exactly. The tzimtzum accomplished, it could be a space where Hashem doesn't exist. So it was like this. There's two opposite dimensions of the symptom. One reason for the symptom is that the reason for the symptom is you create a concealment so that you can have the revelation in the physical world from the highest levels. The second reason for the symptom is that, that there should be an empty space because God is not limited only to revelation. God could be also non-existent. <clears throat> now, two different, two opposites. And Jervis says like this. This that we're saying, that in the symptom you have two components. One is for the revelation, that the world should receive it, and the ultimate, the, the huge revelation. And to create a, a concealment, because Hashem is not limited only in revelation, it can be in concealment as well. The reason is, because what's the source of the symptom? In order to create a symptom, it has to, it has to come from a higher source. The source of the symptom is that in Oyrein Saif, which we normally think Oyr, light, the infinite light. Light is a something, it's Oyr, it's light. But there's a concealment of the Oyrein Saif. There's the Helen, there's a concealment of Oyrein Saif. What's the, the, the symptom doesn't come from Oyr. The symptom, the concealment comes from the light, from the, from the Helen, from the concealment of light. The, uh, which concealment of what light? A concealment of the Oyrein Saif. So in, so the source of these two components, that the symptom is to create the light that the world can receive and to create the concealment, that's because in the source of the symptom, there's two levels. In the source of the symptom, in the helem, the concealment of Ein Soiv, there's two levels. What are the two levels? I'm explaining this. In, again, so now we're going really deep here. We're going into not only, again, the symptom was to create either revelation that the world should receive in a very high light, or to create a concealment, so Hashem is not limited in revelation concealment. We're now looking to the source of the symptom. That in the source you have two components, and that's how you have the two 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 aspects of the symptom. What's the source of the symptom? There was like this: <clears throat> you have the source of the symptom, which means the koyach, the concealment part of Ein Soif, which in that concealment there is some kind of connection to a revelation. Even though the concealment is higher than revelation, but it has a connection to revelation. Concealment means it's concealed, but the, the concealment has a relationship with revelation. Doesn't, it's not revelation. Concealment's a concealment, but it has a relation with revelation. Now, this level of concealment, which has a relationship with revelation, from this level was able to create the energy in the chinsum that you, that from there comes out the revelation afterwards that the world will reveal, the will feel the revelation and the, and the revelation will be in the world. But then there's the essence of concealment, which has nothing to do with revelation. The concealment of the infinite light, which has no connection, no relationship, no, nothing to do with revelation. And, and the symptom that comes from that level knows a level that, that's, that's, that's nothing to do with revelation. <clears throat> and the symptom that comes that Hashem is not limited to revelation. That is, it comes from the level where, 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 of the source where concealment has no connection to revelation. And therefore you have the source that comes the source of the symptom is to show that Hashem is not limited to revelation. Now, 
So again, to recap, there's two deep, deep, deep component. <clears throat> you have the tzimtzum, the concealment. The concealment was for two reasons, one of two reasons, either to create the great revelation afterwards, in two levels of the revelation, or to create a, a, a concealment that the Hashem is not limited. The source of that is because in the concealment of Eir and Saif, there's one where it has a relationship with revelation and one where it's totally no connection. And that's the source for those, both of those levels. So based on this, Rebbe says, he's going to explain a great um, insight into two components of night. Night, as we know, there's night is concealment. But we said in concealment, there's Lailahu, concealment within concealment. And then you have light, the concealment, the way the concealment is revealed. And like, for example, we have the concealment, the way it's down in this world. And the way the concealment is down in this world is actually opposite the way the concealment is, is in a higher level. And Derek explains like this. <clears throat> on, a, on the higher level, of Lailahu, which means it's concealed and it's even like deeper concealed. <clears throat> is much higher than when the, the, the Laila has the, is that the way the way the concealment comes down to this world. Um it, it comes down to this world. Why? Because there's the level of Laila has it's for example, let's say you say it's dark, but you can point to it. So it's dark, but you but there's a relationship with it. But then there's Lailahu, you can't even point to it. And so what what so based on this, Rebbe explains that the two levels of Laila Hazer, Laila means God's concealed. And concealed, we know it's concealed, or it's totally off the charts, comes from the two levels of the symptom. Whether the symptom is for the revelation or the symptom is just to create the concealment, but even deeper, it comes from the source of the symptom. The component of Laila Hazel means God is concealed, but you can know he's concealed. That comes from the, the level of concealment, which has a relationship with revelation. But Laila who, where God's concealed and you don't even know the concealment, that comes from the level of the tzimtzum, the source of the tzimtzum, with this hell of concealment, which has no connection to reality. In other words, Laila has a, that's referring to the concealment, <clears throat> which has some kind of reaction with reality in the, in the source of the tzimtzum, and since it's coming from that level, it has, it has some kind of relation with reality. <clears throat> but on the other hand, the con- connection of, of Laila Hu comes from the source of Timson, which has no, no relation, therefore it's totally concealed. And like Dervis gives an example, and he says like this, the lower level of Laila, as that means, that it's concealed, but it has some kind of relation with reality. Like, for example, Dervis says, let's look at the times of Gullus. We're in exile. Exile, God's concealed. But nevertheless, even though God's concealed, God's concealed is called Lila. But we have a yearning. We have a yearning for God. And we know that in Gullus, our yearning for God is much greater than our yearning for God in the times of the temple. Why is that? Because the, the, the yearning that we have, which is the revelation for the concealment, is coming from a place of concealment. And since it's coming from a place of concealment, God is concealed, it's coming from a deeper place, it's coming from the place of concealment of God. Therefore, our yearning for Hashem is much stronger in the times of God versus in the times of the temple. So that's in a level of Lailahaza, which means God's concealed, but we know He's concealed, and if we have a learning, a yearning for Hashem. But then you have Lailahu, which, what does that mean? God's so concealed, we don't even know He's concealed which is connected to the symptom, which is higher, the highest level of symptom, where, where, it's not, where it's, the concealment has nothing to do with, rea- with, 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 with revelation. <clears throat> and therefore, you don't even realize how God's concealed. So in other words, like this. There's two levels in, 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 in concealment. There's Laila Hazer, God's concealed, but we know he's concealed. What, what, where is that sourced? That's sourced in the tzimtzum, 
But the way Tzimtzum has a, in the concealment of the Tzimtzum has a rela- some kind of relationship with Revelation. But then you have Laila who is sourced where, in which level of Tzimtzum, where, tzim, where the concealment has no, no connection with Revelation. So it's actually coming from much a deeper place. So what does that mean practically? We know that all these deep, this is deep stuff. But all the deep stuff has to have some kind of practical practical end goal. Otherwise, we just can go ahead and go on a mountain in India and, and meditate. But the purpose is to take these powerful, deep teachings about the Tzimtzum and about the concealment and about the Laila and, and to make it practical. How does it help us in our serving Hashem? The Rebbe explains like this. That our service of Hashem by night, which means we're in exile, God's concealed, or generally life in this physical world where God's concealed, so if we're talking about <clears throat> on the level of the tzimtzum, which has a relationship to the world, uh, or so that the tzimtzum is, so that it should be a revelation later on, that God will be revealed in this world, so that that awakens within us what? A yearning, a desire, I want to go out of Gullus. Because we know it's dark, and we know it's all about the revelation, so we have a yearning. So Laila Hazer, which is a lower level, that gives us a yearning to go out of Gullus. But on the other hand, the, the, the spiritual avoid of Laila Hu, which means that it's so dark, and it comes from the place of the symptom, the whole purpose of the symptom is to create a, 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 to create a concealment, because God is not only limited in revelation, and the source is the concealment, which has no connection with revelation. So what's that, what's that practically? That is when we meditate, on the source of this tremendous darkness, that the source is Mahela Ma'atzmi. In other words, like this. In other words, very, very powerful. What they're saying is like this. <clears throat> you have, in darkness, you have two different levels of darkness. You have darkness which has a relation, a connection with, 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 that we know it's dark. And then you have the darkness we don't even know it's dark. What's the source? It's all back to it's source in the symptom. Whether the symptom is for the revelation or the symptom does to create the, the empty space. Deeper, that the source of that is that the, the concealment of the symptom comes from a part of concealment which is connected to re- revelation or it's, or, or it's totally way beyond it. It's just, just the highest level of concealment. So what does that mean practically? It means like this. In the lower level of Laila Hazer, so we know it's dark, and we know we're in the dark, so we, 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 but we're still still dark. But we have the awareness, the Hazer, we have the awareness, so we have a yearning, we want to go out of Gullus, we want the revelation, because ultimate it's all about revelation. On a deeper level, but Laila, who means we don't want revelation? We don't want revelation. In the Malayla, who the meditation is that you know, in this darkness, you know, in this concealment that we don't even realize it's concealed. Guess what? This is the deepest part of Hashem. Malayla, who in this Malayla, who when it's so dark and it's not because we want a revelation, no, this deepest darkness, this is the essence of Hashem in the darkness. Where you don't see any hope and you don't see any reason and you don't have you have a yearning. This is Hashem Himself, the essence of Hashem Himself. So based on this, the Rebbe explains beautifully and powerfully why it says Balaila who in this well again now we have a, now we have the Kabbalistic insight, Balaila who now we know where we're at. Balaila who means we're in the darkness. Hahu, which is totally concealed. In that concealment, who is awake? Hashem himself is awake there. In other words, the greatest darkness creates that Hashem is awake. Because it's all about Hashem there. It's not about revelation. It's not about the yearning. It's not about anything. It's just about Hashem himself. Because what what is the source of Lailahu? Darkness? Extreme darkness down here. What's the source? Lailahu and high, which is higher than than day. It's higher than Yoim Hahu, Yoim Hazeh. It's for sure higher than Yoim Hahu, and it's even higher than Laila Hazeh. So the sleeping Lailahu down here, but Lailahu down here, it sources Laila Hazeh. Lord Laila, 
Hahu down here sourced in the Laila who on high. And because the Jewish people, even though it was dark, they didn't see, they didn't understand, there was no faith, there was no intellect, but nevertheless, just, they just did it. They stood with Messiris Nefesh, they went and self-sacrificed a whole year. Why were they going and self-sacrifice? Exactly, because it was concealment, from the concealment, not because of a reason. And like, it's brought down many places in Chassidus, that when we're in Golos, when we're in exile, the revelation and the power of Messiah's Nefesh is much stronger than when, when, when the Beis Migdash existed. Why? Because when the, the lights are off, that's when you're in Lailahu, that's when you're in the deepest places. And then we're able to draw down from, from the highest level of Lailahu, much higher, obviously, than the way Lailahu is down in this world. And Beis explains the connection between the two insights of Balailahu. That night, the darkest part, part, another Dashnasa Melech. The king is awake. Why? Because on one hand, the Lailahu that night caused us to sleep. Because it's dark. So, so if that's the case, why would, why, if it was Lailahu and the king, and, and, and it was, and uh, so why was he awake? Because that's the power of the miracle. Even though it was Lailahu, even though it was dark, but nevertheless, guess what? The king is awake. Specifically in the Lailahu. And even deeper is that literally the darkness caused the king to be awake. Why? Because this that the darkness causes someone to sleep, that's on its own. It's dark, you sleep. But when you draw in the source of Lailahu on, on high, on the contrary, that causes us to wake up. So you're saying something very, very powerful and profound. There's two levels of Lailahu. There's a level of Lailahu, it's dark. And guess what? Down here, it's dark, you go to sleep. But what's the source of Lailahu? Lailahu comes from the highest source. Higher than Yoimazeh, Yoimahu, Lailahazeh. It's high, Lailahu. It's, it comes from the level of Timson, which has no connection with Revelation. So when you draw in the Lailahu from on high into the Lailahu now, guess what? You're connected to the essence of the king. And therefore, not the Shnasamalak, therefore the king is alive. So they're explained so beautifully. But Lailahu is the cause of not the Shnasamalak. Because you're in the level of sleeping, it means there's nothing, there's no revelation, there's total disconnect. You draw in the Lailahu from on high through the mysterious Nefesh, that causes not the Shnasamalak. And Nagarba says he'd like to add that. This, what happens when you have Lailahu, and you're drawn from Lailahu and high, then you reach the level of Nadda Shnasamelech. So if it says Nadda Shnasamelech, the king being awake, is even higher than the level of Lailahu. Lailahu, not down here, Lailahu and high. Why? And, but, but what causes, but it's higher, but what causes the Nadda comes from Lailahu. So Lailahu down here causes Lailahu on high. And when that Lailahu comes down to this world, it causes Shnasamelech. So Lailahu, the, the darkness, the abyss, the nothing, causes Shnasamelech. But Shnasamelech obviously is much higher. Why is that? Never explain it like this. When we say day and night, what are we referring to? Concealment or revelation of the infinite, of the infinite, uh, infinite light of Hashem. So there's two components. There's revelation and there's concealment. So therefore, even after you draw in Lailahu, the high level of Lailahu from an high, into the Lailah down here, so what happens? Because Lailah and Yoim, one is, one is concealment, one is revelation, even after you draw in the Lailahu down into the, down to this world, but nevertheless, it's still, it's still dark. And not only it's dark, it's Lailahu, it's very, very dark. Because what gets drawn down, what gets drawn down, Lailahu, very, very powerful, the essence of Hashem, the essence of concealment, what gets drawn down, Lailahu, what's Lailahu, it's still concealment, you didn't draw down any revelation, and the same thing also, when the Jewish people were in Messias Nefesh, the whole year, they, they learned and they prayed, but what, what was motivating them, what was motivating was the concealment, the concealment was motivating them, because when they, because the concealment, that awakened their, their soul from on high to come down. But it didn't affect them in their revealed attributes, in their intellect, in their emotions. 
They were connecting to the concealment, which affected them, but what didn't transform them. And like, like the Rebbe gives the example, like it's brought down in Chassidus, it says when a person's sleeping, so you don't see the difference between the head and the feet, or the, the intellect and the emotions. Because you see the way all the kaychas all together, when a person's sleeping, all the kaychas operate together. <clears throat> in other words, why is that? Because when a person's sleeping, all your attributes get elevated to a higher level. So that's great. It's amazing. And that's why we get, re- that's why we get recharged at night. But it doesn't affect us in the revealed, in the revealed attributes. On the contrary, they actually, if you sleep too long, you need to be, re- you know, you have to do some kind of, uh, you know, therapy to get yourself reactivated. Because sleeping is good. It gets you back to your source, but, but you still need to be active. So, but on the other hand, so that's the problem with Laila who, yeah, it's great. Mysterious Nefesh, you connect to the most powerful places. But it's, but Lila remains Lila, dark remains dark, and light, and doesn't affect you in a real way. But Lila who Nodashnasa Melech means that the king was awakened, it was awake. Waking, what does waking mean? It means revelation. That the infinite power of Hashem affected us in a revealed way, in every single part of us. And what it created was, it created the unity between the concealment, Balaila Hu, into Shnas HaMelech, into all the revealed parts of ourselves. And like Dara brings from the, from the Mithil Rebbe that he says, that this that we say Balaila Hu, which again, we're talking about concealment, was not the Shnas HaMelech, on the other hand, Hashem was awake. It's, he gives an example of, like, for example, of an animal, a deer, that one eye is open and one eye is closed. Which means you have both components. You have the revelation, it's affecting you, you intact the emotions, but you're connected to the concealment part, which is much higher. How do you create the union of the two? That you should be revealed and concealed, because we want the concealed part, the Balailahu, but we also want the revealed part. That happens when you unify the opposites. When you unify the concealment and the revelation together. Well, how do you create unification? That's when the atmos, the essence of Hashem, gets revealed. Because once the atmos, the essence of Hashem, is revealed, revelation and concealment, they're not even opposites. When you're dealing with atmos, the essence of Hashem, there's no opposites. There's no revelation and concealment. So once you have no, once, once you don't have opposites, then they b- both get revealed. And like the Rebbe says, it's brought in many places, other places in Chsilis, that this, that atmos, the essence of Hashem, has the power to give off light, but he also has the power not to give off light. And it's both true. Atmos could give off light, could not give off light, reveal, conceal, it's all the same thing by him. And that's why the Rebbe says, it says in the Chassidic Discourse, that this, that, that Hashem also was revealed, woke up, happened through what? The mysterious Nefesh, we went and self-sacrificed a whole year, what does that mean? That means it's referring to that we were able to draw down the essence of Hashem, the atmos, the essence of Hashem. Because what, how can we draw down the essence of Hashem? Because mysterious nefesh, how does somebody go on mysterious nefesh? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to pray. I'm going to study. I'm going to do mitzvahs. I'm going to be happy even though I don't want. That comes from the essence of your soul. And so when the person goes on mysterious nefesh, means they're working with their essence of the soul, you draw down the essence of Hashem. And by drawing down the essence of Hashem, you create the ultimate unity between concealment and revelation. So again, so what the Rebbe is saying is, even though Belilah is the highest level, and when you have Belilah, you're drawing it down into this world, but nevertheless, the, word, the person stays who they are after it, after it wears off. But when Hashem is awake, it causes the union between the highest level Belilah and it affects you in a real way, in your intellect, in your emotions, and and, 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 then, and then it becomes transformative and it stays within you for much longer. And Rebbe says you like to connect, it, connect this, what it's brought, what it's brought down in, in, in the Chassidic Discourse, that when there was Shnad the Shnas which means when the Atmos of Hashem got revealed, so Hashem was awake. So what happened, it says over there, you became the union between Makif, when it hovers over, and Primi, when it gets internalized. What does that mean? That means like this. You have the light, which is above Ishtalshalos, above um, the levels, which is called Makif. And the goal of that is that the Makif should become a Pneumius. We have our intellect, we have our emotions, and we have stuff above us. Faith, etc. The goal is to bring in the Makif light, internalize it. Why is that? 
When not the Shnas HaMalach, the Makif becomes Pnimi. Why is that? Because the source, what's the source of Makif, the light of Makif, and the source of Pnimi? The source is revelation and concealment. In other words, <clears throat> what's the source of the Makif, which seemingly is higher? Makif comes from revelation. It's a huge revelation. What's the source of internalizing something? The source is actually concealment. Because it's concealment, you can internalize it. So the source of Pnimi is from concealment. The source of revelation, high revelation is from, uh, Makkah is from revelation. But when you, when you draw down Atmos, the essence of Hashem, then you can unify both. You can unify the concealment and the revelation. And then you can have the unity between Makif and Pnimi. And when, when you have the ultimate uni, unity, which you need, the balance, the makiv and primi, not just makiv, which is revelation, which is a lower level, and not just primi, which is a, uh, which is internalized, but still, but it's a lower level. How do you have, which is, comes from a higher level. How do you, what, 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 when a person has the unity of both, makiv and primi, you have the, you're coming from Belaylahu, but on the other hand, you're internalizing it. That's when you have the ultimate. That creates the ultimate salvation for the Jewish people. Why? Because the problem the Rebbe says is in the in the world of Makif, we have the huge revelation. Unfortunately, the Klipot can get access to Makif. Because again, Makif is revelation. So in revelation, there's no concealment. So even the Klipot can get access to it. And that's why we know that Haman made the tree, how tall? 50 Amos. Why? Because he wanted to go to the level of the, of the 50th level. We know, you can only go, you count 49 days. The 50th is a gift from Hashem. The 50th is Makif. So Haman made a, a, a tree, he was going to Makif, and he could have gotten from Makif. But, and unfortunately, Klippas can get from Makif. But when we go ahead, take the Makif, the 50th level, and bring it down to Primius, we bring it down to our intellect and our emotions, and we spend time studying and meditating, internalizing it, and doing mitzvahs, then when you have the unity of Makif and Primi, then you have, like Yehudim, for the Jewish people, there was light, there was joy, there was celebration, and we had beauty, and there was finished up by saying, Cain, T, Alonu, to be with us. We should have the drawing down the most powerful lights into it in a personalized way, and we'll all have Oira, the Simcha, the Sasan, the Yikar, in a revealed way. We'll have a happy Purim and a great Purim with all the great blessings and all the great light. So have a happy and joyous Purim, which all merit to have the greatest revelation. And God willing, our next class will be in your Shalayim, Ira Kodesh. Happy Purim.